Yeah, well, there's nothing wrong with your laser. I told you you couldn't get through. Well, then maybe it's time for a smoke. Mullets and Memories, a MacGyver podcast about MacGyver. Season 5. Stuff. Silly putty with a bang. Sounds like chariots of fire. Oh, it's so epic. Except it's uh, a gondola going up the side of a mountain with no snow. No snow. Oh, man. It's like Apollo 13 or Mission to Mars. Yeah, that's it right there. That's all you get. That's the welcome. That's <laughs> there. We are. It's a gondola riding up the side of a mountain. Welcome to Mullets and Memories, everybody. I am your host, Dave Champa. I'm your other host, Greg Klein. This is Mullets and Memories, episode eighty-seven. Today, Gregory and I will be discussing season five, episode four, ceasefire. Ceasefire. <laughs> that's all I got. You remember that game? <laughs> you remember that game, Crossfire? Yes. Yes! How freaking loud it was. I just watched the commercial for that the other day. Crossfire! Those metal, those freaking ball bearings hurt like a bastard. I know, and that little game was so... It was pretty cool. But anyway, this episode... I don't know about me. I want to say this episode was a marked improvement over the last episode... It was for a couple of reasons, but yeah, it was okay. Uh, yeah, it was just it was just a, it was just okay. I think it, I I personally thought it was better than the last episode, um, mostly because of again there was a there was a MacGyver team up in this episode that I thought was just really really well done. Yes, and uh, we'll we'll talk about it as we get into it. So um, let's not waste any more time. What do you say? Uh, I say yes. Good. <laughs> let's do it. Season five, episode four ceasefire so the phoenix foundation apparently is now in the um peace treaty game mm-hmm. yep so they're arranging a peace treaty between the samadians and the asmerians <laughs> yes that's right i said the asmerians okay and it's being held in uh switzerland neutral territory neutral territory uh macgyver is working with the asmerian delegation at the Mountain Chalet. And uh, he's very diplomatic. He had his diplomatic tennis shoes on. He sure did. And his diplomatic blazer. Yeah. Yeah. And it, his diplomatic haircut. Everything was just, everything was very diplomatic about him. <laughs> I guess he's the one that drew up the plan. He was. He was. I don't, he's the one who drew up the peace treaty between these two nations that are like willing to obliterate each other. Yeah, they're so, like they're gonna just they're ready to destroy each other. And Pete <laughs> and MacGyver are in the thick of it. They just arranged the peace treaty, and so I love it because he so MacGyver he gets into the gondola to ride back down the mountain, and he's in there with uh, with the gondola operator, and it's a it's a very it's a very attractive woman and. Clearly, there he she's hitting on him, and he's hitting on her, and 
she asks him like what is it uh what is it that you do like why 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 are you the one who's who's organizing this peace treaty and macgyver says you know well sometimes a, a private organization can come up with a fresh approach kind of cut through all the red tape I'm like this bullshit like <laughs> red tape if there's red tape you're not going to cut through it. He said that in the premiere too. I know. He said the same thing. He's like, "Yeah, we, you know, we kind of work around the, that all that red tape, so it makes it easier for us because than everyone else. They're a think tank, right? That's all they. That's all they do, Greg. <laughs> that's all they do. We have said that at least six or seven times every season. They don't. They don't deal with pathogens that can or path pathogens pathogens that can kill the entire world. They right. don't deal with uh, uh, nuclear secrets. They don't deal with clandestine spy satellites. They, they don't deal with killer viruses that rapidly age people. They don't deal with that stuff. No. Okay? That somehow managed to get themselves on satellites that crashed to Earth. They don't, that's not their wheelhouse. They don't deal with Colombian drug lords. No. no. Absolutely not. They're desk jockeys. <clears throat> absolutely. Absolutely. They don't deal with haunted houses that somehow belong to your on-again, off-again sister girl girlfriend's late aunt they don't they don't do forensics on skeletons that were found underneath porches no they don't they don't end up hanging over a flaming pool of water in a cage built by a man with burns all over his face of course they don't do that no they would never do that they would never get involved in smuggling diamonds Phoenix foundation doesn't have a nemesis that's been chasing them for the last nine years of course not why would they do that they're just a think tank they shouldn't have enemies they don't have any. No. Dude. Son of a bitch, I'm mad now. End the episode. <laughs> so tram I, I called her Tramway Girl. Tramway Girl, which, by the way, they totally did it in the tram. Oh, yeah, that's why it was swinging so much. Well, it's no a good, like, 10, 10, 15 minute ride Oh, it's down a long there. tram ride down so, there. But she, I was like, why so many questions, Tramway Girl? Yeah, what is she What is she trying to accomplish well, here? Well, I'm, I'm thinking that they've obviously been there for a while. Because yeah. she's very cordial and very, you know, very friendly with MacGyver. And they know, seem to know each other. And starts asking her all these questions. She starts asking him all these questions, which I think is funny because they're, they're in peace talks, so I figured you know they would be trying to keep things quiet and not really right spreading rumors. Right, but he's just like open and talking about all this stuff. Yeah, exactly. Very, oh, very okay. Because she's an attractive woman, mm-hmm. and he's he's Swedish clearly woman. willing to give up a lot of information right. about this. So he rides the tram and the tram operator <laughs> down the mountain. <laughs> and he rides the tram operator down the mountain. Okay, here's another. <laughs> Here's another sidetrack. You're familiar with the naked, the naked gun. Of course I am. He goes. They go in uh, into that sex shop. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, oh hey Frank, I I got that uh that that the D eighty three Swedish sure grip suck machine in that you ordered. <laughs> oh, it's a gift <laughs> for a friend. <laughs> and, <laughs> so many spinoffs. <laughs> so many spinoffs. The D eighty three Swedish sure grip. Suck machine. <laughs> anyway, so okay, so he rides the tram down the mountain and he meets Pete at the Samadian headquarters, which is down clearly at the bottom. So like I this makes me like so the Samadian headquarters are at the bottom of the mountain and the Asmerian headquarters is at the top of the mountain. Am I is that correct? I th- I he gets th- off the gondola and he's at the Samadian headquarters, isn't I, he? I think because yeah, they're shuttling stuff back and forth. So I don't know about headquarters. I thought they were just going to the top of the mountain to meet. I have n- I didn't really get a gauge on where all this was happening, um, but right. they definitely weren't at the same place. Like MacGyver no. was bringing down paperwork. So. So maybe that's just where they they they're meeting in separate those separate locations. But we never prior see to the, peace the Asmerians, right? 
We do. We do? We do, briefly. Okay, briefly in the beginning. Right. But that's it. That's it. We see them at the top of the mountain, and then he shows up at the Samadian headquarters, and we also meet a guy. He's a, he's a State Department official. His name is Walker. And uh. they're, they're working. Pete and Walker are working with uh, Samadian President, President Habad. And uh, MacGyver's like, listen, guys, we got, got some really good news. He's like, the Asmerians have agreed to the peace treaty so long as the Samadian and the Asmir forces are removed from their positions on this contested land. Mm-hmm. So as long as we can bring both of these forces out and take them off the land, pretty sure we've got ourselves a peace treaty. And Pete's like, that's great. Right. Come on, we got to sign it. Come on, President, blah, blah, blah. Right. President, blah, 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 and, sign it. And so Habad basically, like, he hems and haws for a few minutes, but eventually just agrees to do it. But it's like, he's like, I got to talk to my military you know, with the generals and stuff. So they, they're all kind of chatting there. Um, and you could tell the military leaders don't want him to do that. They basically tell him, it's like, hey, we've put so much effort into this. If you sign this, everything we've put in will be for nothing. Right. Right. Exactly. And so he he does agree to sign it. Mm-hmm. And Pete was like, this is great. He arranges for a three o'clock signing. Like, this is a, this is really going to happen. And I love this because the president comes up and he's talking to MacGyver and Pete. And he's like, you have succeeded where many have failed. I'm like, really? Pete and MacGyver single-handedly arranging a successful peace treaty. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Let's, let's move along. And just think about it. If this is all in continuity, last week, Mac was chasing Frog around a cannery. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Frog the dog. Right. And now he's signing a peace treaty, arranging a peace treaty. Totally fine. It's a day in the life of the Phoenix Foundation. So Pete and Walker and the Samadians are like, they're out on the terrace. They're getting ready for lunch and they're just like eating. And Yanif, who is uh, Habad's, one of Habad's assistants, he notices that he's like, Yanif is like off to the side and he's talking to one of these guys and he orders one of the men to take the umbrella off the table. Well, the... um. It's outside, it's kind of sunny, and the waiters that are out there start opening up the umbrellas. And the general's like, oh no, it's beautiful out here, leave the umbrellas closed. Right. And he, he notices, like, Yanif is out now at the trunk of a car, he opens the trunk, and he, and he gives one of the guys just, just like, a suitcase. Mm-hmm. And the guy, like, walks off into the woods, Yanif shuts the trunk, and, like, walks up and kind of, like, reappears back up on the terrace. Which is really suspicious. Very suspicious. And so MacGyver naturally follows this man. Like, doesn't say anything. No. Just like, I'm not too hungry. I'm going to go for a walk. Yeah. And he he follows the guy into the woods, and he watches this guy, like, basically assemble a sniper rifle in the woods, and he starts, like, aiming the crosshairs, and and we we get the shot of the crosshair through the camera, and it's aiming directly at President Habad. And I wrote, this guy's a terrible sniper. A, because he's wearing a blue blazer. (laughs) <laughs> he can't even sit straight. It's like wobbling all over the place. And I'm thinking, okay, if this was a possibility, if this was an option that they would assassinate their own president, right? Why wasn't there somebody out in the woods already? Exactly. Anywho, exactly. That's that's you know that's just me, right? Because MacGyver gets the jump on the sniper, ruins the shot. Mm-hmm. The shot goes off. I think it shatters a glass, which like tricks, which like flips everybody out on the terrace, right? Like everyone's like, everyone get inside. We gotta get inside. And MacGyver knocks the knocks the sniper out, <clears throat> and one of Jan- another one of Yanif's men shows up. I think he pistol whips MacGyver, yeah, doesn't he? Clobbers he just him, him with him the out, butt yeah. of the gun, and he radios. He he gets over the radio and he gets onto he gets onto Yanif. Yanif tells everyone to get inside, and Pete goes to notify the Swiss police, and Yanif shows up back in the woods with MacGyver unconscious, and he tosses the no, he's not. MacGyver's awake at this point, and he tosses the 
tosses the rifle, a ri- the sniper rifle at MacGyver, and MacGyver's like, what are you doing? He's like, well, now your fingerprints are all over it. You're going to be the sniper, basically. Yeah, like, well, your fingerprints are all over it also. Right. <laughs> now there's two fingerprints on it. Yeah, there's all kinds of fingerprints all over this. And why, he, why don't we all start kissing it? <laughs> Make it more confusing. starts licking the butt of the gun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so MacGyver's just like, um, okay. And this is where I wrote, Mac is an idiot sometimes, because he just jumps right in and grabs the gun. Like, I'm thinking all this stuff. They're going to frame him. They're totally yeah. going to frame him. Oh, I knew it was coming the second he tossed the gun at him. Yeah. I'm like, He's going to put his fingerprints on the sniper rifle. Right. And that's exactly what he did. So Mac, as, as Yanif gets ready to shoot him, Mac tosses the rifle back at Yanif and he runs, but he's brought up, like, like stopped short very quickly because there's a, cl- there's a cliff leading over into, like, just a small body of water. Right. But this is, MacGyver is shot here. Shot right in the side. As it, yeah. As he's running away, he gets shot. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, oh, and it keeps charging, which is amazing. And he runs away. I think Mac's been shot before. Yes. I think. Oh, he has. That's something we haven't really kept track of. How many times MacGyver's been shot? It's, it, this is. I don't think it's more than more than five. He's been he's been shot quite I, a few times. I don't think it's, it's more, more than, than five, five times. But he just gets shot in the side, and then he goes over the hill and just like slides down. And when the the, the, the Yanif and his men like look over the side, we see Mac, and he's just like crumpled in a heap at the it bottom was, of the it hill. It was like oh MacGyver. Oh yeah, it's like look like every bone oh. in his body was broken. But his his hair was protected, or his head was protected from by his hair. You know, he looked great. He did. Um, and so Yanov gets on the radio and he calls President Habad and he's like, "Listen, we got the sniper. We've taken him out. It was uh, you can tell Mr. Thornton it was uh, it was MacGyver. You know, MacGyver's the <gasps> no. Nah, it was MacGyver. It couldn't have been MacGyver. There's a mistake. It wasn't MacGyver. He's my best friend. It's not MacGyver. <laughs> MacGyver and I we're going to get an apartment together. When this whole thing is over, we sign this peace treaty. We're going to get an apartment. You know what, Pete? Why don't you go ahead and sit this one out for a while? Why don't you okay. stop talking for a while? <laughs> um, so Pete's like, no, we have to figure this out. It was not MacGyver. MacGyver didn't do this. So they go to the cliff to identify the body to see to, to see that MacGyver's there. And when they look over. What? MacGyver's <laughs> gone. Yeah. Um, and Pete, uh, he kind of like looks around for the trail, and Yanif goes off to the side, and he's like, "You guys really need to find MacGyver. <laughs> Fuck this! One. Like, you got to find him. Yep. And you need to kill him now. Get there first. It's- Get there first. And so we cut to, and I love this. We cut to, and this is the official name for the school. We cut to the International School for Girls. <laughs> like what? Come on, you couldn't have thought of a better name than that. It's International Day. It is the International it, it, School for Girls. Very chic. And we meet a, we meet a girl named Lisa Goodman, mm. and played by uh, a pretty well known actress at this point, uh, Maya Bialik, who um, she was all she was on Blossom back in the eighties and nineties, and more recently she was she's been in the last. Oh God! This shows in season eleven, mm. the last seven years of The Big Bang Theory. She plays Amy, uh, mm-hmm. Sheldon's fiance at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a really good actor, so it was really nice to see someone that I knew, who I know has a talent, and it really showed in this performance because I thought just from the second she showed up on the screen, she just had a really she had a, a command of the camera. Yeah. she knew how to she knew how to handle the camera, and she was really really good, and. It's apparently it's parents' day at the school, and Lisa is waiting uh, for her parents, and they don't show up. Sad. She's sad. She, but she, she knew what was going to happen. She knew she's it was hanging go- out yeah. there in the front with all of her friends, and all of her friends are getting picked up one by one by one. Right. And she's the last one. And she's like, "Well, shit." Right. And she just like kind of like storms off, just like she, sulks she off and kicks the- over a trash can. <laughs> Garbage goes all over the place. Birds start showing up, pecking at it. Sad. 
that does not happen. That does not happen at all. But no, she just kind of like wanders off because she's she's upset and she finds her way into the back of the school. And so we cut back to Pete and he's like still doing the whole MacGyver needs me. MacGyver, I MacGyver needs Pete Walker. Pete, Pete, just Pete. You have to finish this deal. If you don't finish this, Pete Streety, nobody will because they're demanding that you're present at the signing. But MacGyver, you know what? <sighs> if you don't sign this peace treaty, these countries are going to go back and they're going to. They're gonna bomb each other into oblivion, and I I like this because Pete like has this moment. He's gonna he's about to say something like he's like, but uh, you're right, and it's the, MacGyver it's like, would do the same thing. This is where <laughs> Pete has to choose before between MacGyver and two countries that are gonna con- con- continue being at war with each other, and he realizes pretty quickly that he has no choice but to stay with the president. Otherwise, both these countries will be obliterated. I know, yeah. Um, so we cut back to the school and we see the, the headmaster and he's like, he walks across the field to see Lisa and he's like, listen, Lisa, your parents called and said that they, they, they weren't going to be able to make it because of uh, a meeting with their lawyers. And, uh, he's like, listen, I, it's not your fault that your parents are getting a divorce, but Lisa's like, no, yeah, no, it's, I'm not convinced of that. Like Mm -hmm. it's definitely, it has to have something to do with me. Like, why would they just up and decide that they were going to divorce? I thought they loved each other. And she's like, no, as I promise you, like this is not your fault. Please, just you know, let's. Why don't we? Why don't we come back and uh, we'll figure figure out what's going on with the rest of the day. And she decides that she's gonna like kind of hang back. Right. She's like, now nah, just I'm just gonna wander around here because at this point we see the police arrive in the background mm-hmm. and somebody comes over and is like, headmaster, the police are here. They need to speak with you. Oh yeah, yeah. So, so he leaves and she stays out out in, in it's just like a, a side yard. It's a pretty big yeah school, so there's a lot of space. And I think she's on a bench or a swing no she's on a swing yeah swing under a big beautiful oak tree oh yeah and we see we we kind of like see before we we before we see him we hear like this rustling we see these bushes and we just we just see this like uh, like like like, like this hey over here what huh hey over here now okay (laughs) i'm like thinking like this isn't creepy at all what is she probably like 12 i was thinking 89 if we're taking it by actual age yeah I okay. think she was twelve or thirteen, probably. So let's in this. say that. So you're that age. You're you're alone, and then all of a sudden you hear this like, "Hey, hey, kid!" Over from here. from the ground in the bushes, and then you kind of look over to reveal a tattered, bloody MacGyver. My first thought would be to run and scream my fucking head off. I was like, what the shit? Are you? She's like, "Oh my god, I'm fine. I'm fine. I I'm okay. I'm not gonna hurt you." I was like, "Yeah, right, right." Like, and he very quickly wins her over. Yeah. Ex- oh, yeah. He's like, do you see those police? He's like, they're really they're here for me. Like, I, I, I'm being framed. I didn't do what I promised so you. So think about that. Okay, someone who's <clears throat> shot in the stomach, lying in the woods, asking for your help, saying, I've been framed. Will you help me? Right. Those police right there, they're looking for me, but I didn't do it. <laughs> right. I, I was like, I would call bullshit. Yeah, I'd be like, I, I, I can't trust you. But she, like, immediately, like, not very quick, like, she's just like, you know what, I will help you. And so, like, she pulls her scarf off and she, like, hands it over to him to, like, kind of help, to help the wound stop bleeding. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is happening really fast. Right. Yeah. She's like, okay, yeah, sure. And 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 then as they're talking, she's like, you got to get out of here. I think think the best place would be to go is the boathouse. Right. It's like... And and so she starts walking back, uh, or walk because this headmaster calls her back because right. they want they want to talk to her. Well, he like asks that. MacGyver asks her, "Do you have a first aid kit?" 
after, oh, right, right. after that. And she's like, oh, I can't do that. I can't go get that. Like, I, I would never be able to do that. And MacGyver's like, you can do whatever you put your mind to. And she finally agrees. She's like, you know what? You're right. I will do that. Go so hide she, in the boathouse. I'll be right there. Right, right. She goes to the nurse's office. Um, but I, I forget what it was. So the, the police don't see her standing at the edge of the property, pointing at things and talking into the trees. That's what I wrote. I wrote, I said, also, Lisa's standing at the edge of the schoolyard with her back to the cops. She's been standing there for a while, and they don't notice that that's a little weird. There's just one girl just, like, standing there with her back. And she makes, like, pretty large gestures, like, oh, go over to the boathouse, like, lifts her, like, points. Like, right. Doesn't, like, like I with know. her eyes. It's like, gesture, bam, like, her whole arm up. Go yeah. to the boathouse. And so, yeah, so, and that, like you said, at that point, the headmaster, like, calls her back, and she runs, and she's she's promised him she'll be back with the first aid kit, and so MacGyver gets up, and he just beelines it right right for the boat. But house. he stands up and starts stumbling a little bit, and, like, runs to the, no one sees, like, because they've already started searching the property, right? and no one sees him stand up and, like, stagger to the, he kind of staggers a little bit, and, like, deliberately walks through a low-hanging branch. Right. Like, ugh. Right, like no one's gonna see him. But then takes off at a breakneck pace. Right, as soon as he's like steadied himself after a stomach wound, yeah, he's just like, like, like barreling across. He was shot the in the stomach or like in the side. So maybe it was. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it was a flesh wound. So I'm sure it was. But uh, yeah. So he's like self healing. He's like healing really quickly. Right. So he gets into the boathouse and he looks around and he sees that there's a boat sitting in there and he's like okay so surprise 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 there's a boat in the (laughs) boathouse right and he gets over there and he gets ready and he's like okay he's figuring he'll take this out and he'll just get he'll go across the water he'll get out of there so he tries to start it and realizes that the spark plug is missing an electrode which is why it won't start which is really funny like (laughs) i don't remember was the spark the spark plug wasn't in it was it was it in? No. Uh, no, Sparkplug no, was wasn't. not in it. He found it, but then he found that it was missing the electrode. Which is, for those of you who are not familiar with spark plugs, it's the little thing at the at the end of the spark plug that helps create the spark, like one of the little right. tabs of metal that sticks out. Yeah. Um, and it was broken off. Yeah. And so Lisa shows up a couple minutes later with the first aid kit and immediately starts helping him treat the bullet wound. And I, like, yeah, This is right. weird, right? Like... <laughs> Right, right. Thirteen year old girl like comes back to the boathouse and MacGyver like immediately opens up the first aid kit and like treats treats himself. Like he's he Yeah. Yeah. It, it was just like, oh, okay, cool. Um but I liked her because she made it seem less creepy. Yes. Like she just it just was very natural for her to just like But it was also nurturing. kinda weird because MacGyver this is the first time I felt MacGyver was a little like like, okay, you've been shot in the side, you're legitimately a fugitive. Right. And I'm like I still don't buy it. Like if I was in her position, like right. I still don't, I'm I'm buying it because I know MacGyver from all the episodes we've watched exactly. and I know what kind of person he is. Exactly. But it's like, yeah, I don't buy it. No. If this happened to me, I'd be like, you're full of shit. Yeah. I don't is, trust you. This is it was it was a little weird at first. So so Lisa starts telling him that like his parent her parents are taking the easy way out by divorcing. They're sweeping all their problems under the rug and, and and MacGyver's like, "Well, why don't you just tell your parents what I tell your parents what you just told me?" Yeah, and she's like, "Nah, it's too late to stop the divorce. They've already got everything moving and going." I'm like, "Wow, you are really opening your heart to this guy." Yeah, all of a sudden, like your heartbreaking div- parents' divorce. But you know, if, if when you meet strangers or whatever, you're, you're usually it's a lot easier to open up to people you don't know. That's true. Mm-hmm. That is very true. Like, remember the first day that I met you in college? Like, I, I told you my entire life story. Yes, and that I wanted to marry you someday. Yes, that's true. Oh, that was 15 years ago, and it still hasn't happened. But there's time. <laughs> Give it time. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh. 
Um, so MacGyver, he's like, well, I guess it's you know, I guess it's too late to fix the boat, but uh, I guess we'll just give it a shot while we're at it here, huh? Yeah. So he crafts an arc welder. So okay, all right, all right, wait, 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 uh, wait, oh, wait. Okay. I'm just gonna say, okay, do if, it. If, okay. <clears throat> MacGyver realizes the electrode's broken off on the spark plug. Yep. So I'm thinking, it probably broke off while the engine was running. So it's probably in the engine. You won't imagine. So I'm going to guess that it probably made a mess. A little chunk of metal floating around in there. It's not good. Not great. You don't want that. So there's that. Let's say the engine is fine and it runs good. Sure. MacGyver has a broken spark plug. Yes. They're in the boathouse. Yes. Where the boat is stored. Yes. I am going to guess there might be a box full of spark plugs. You would imagine. Or at look- least one. Because he's he has found quite a few things right. to craft this arc welder. Exactly. <laughs> so he can't find another spark plug. So he decides to fix the existing spark plug by welding a new electrode onto it with... A nail. And... What? A car battery. Oh, that's right. Yes. Again! This is like the third or fourth time he used a car battery to weld something. Car battery, jumper cables, wiring, and a nail. Yeah. To fix the spark plug. Drives me nuts. And so he, the first one, he was using the, 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 the quarter to fix the, the generator. The, 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 um, oh, the way Trombos back in season world. one. Yeah. Trombos world. Yeah. He, uses, he, he car battery welds um, the, yep. uh, the crank arm back on the whatever. He yep. fixes yeah, 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 a, yeah. an engine. Okay. The next time, he, he, he uh, uses a car battery and electrocutes something. Uh, Is this when he electrocuted Deborah? No, well, he does that. He okay. uses a car battery to electrocute Deborah. He does another car battery welding thing at some point, and this is like the third one, I think. Of course it is. Because of course it is. <sighs> so Mac- these MacGyverisms be a little more creative. Yeah. So he welds the nail into the spark plug, so it will make the connection and it will start the engine. Mm-hmm. But as that's happening, he hears Yanif coming to the door to kind of like check out the boathouse, and I love this scene because Lisa immediately like jumps in and she's like, "Um, you know." You know what? No, I. He's not. There's no one in here. I just she said, answers the door. Right. Yanov's coming down the hill, and uh, she opens the door before he really gets to it. Right. And she's like, "What are you doing in here?" She's like, "Oh, it's just in the boathouse." Yeah, I just like to come out here sometimes. And she diverts them, and she's like, "No, no, no. I think I saw him over in there in that clearing. Why don't you come over here with me? I'll, I'll show you. I'll show you where it is." And I was like, "Man, that chick thinks fast." Right. So she leads him away, um, which is great. Like she leads them away. MacGyver can finish fixing the engine. Um, and start getting things like ready to go. Right, and I like that because there's a cutaway to Mac as Lisa's trying to like explain them away, and he cracks the smile like, "Holy shit, she's like this chick. She's good." Yeah, and I loved it. I thought it was really good, taking away from the fact that he crafted a um, spark plug and he fixed it with an right. arc welder. I-, I thought the scene itself was quite good. Yes, because he spent the whole. I like the whole scene because you see him like taking each section of the MacGyverism and putting it all together instead of like cut, right. cut, cut, and then it's done. Like it was good. It was a clever fix. It was smart, but I mean, we've seen that trick before. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So we get to the clearing that Lisa had taken them to, and she's like, she's like, yeah, no, I, I saw him sitting around here, and she looks over and she realizes that MacGyver had dropped the bloody scarf. That she gave that him. That she had given him. So she like kind of like sidles over to the, the, the edge of the woods. Which I was thinking... Now, it's too bad, because the scarf, she was clearly wearing it, and it, it's not like just a scarf. It's definitely got some patterns on it, so it's obviously you could tell it was hers. Right. I was just going to think that she was going to leave it there to make it look like he was using a scarf, that, and he just left it. Right. But she was trying to pick it up to hide it because it was hers. Right. 
um, and it got snagged on a branch while she was trying to pick it up. And right. they're like, hey, 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 hey. Like, yeah, and I thought that was weird because, like, like you said, like, but I don't think that they would have been smart enough to realize that that scarf belonged to her. They would. She have could known. have just been like, "Oh my gosh!" Like he clearly was here. He left that. Somebody gave him a scarf, right? And he left it. Like that would have been. I thought that's what she that's was going to do. I, exactly. Use it as a decoy, but instead she was trying to hide it, which was kind of confusing because there was nobody there that knew that scarf was hers, right? Anywho, so she goes over to try to hide it, and she overhears Yanif and his men, like, they're kind of, like, really loudly talking about their plan to kill the president. Yeah, Havad. I think we're, if we, we got to kill our own president. <laughs> right, that's basically what it was, and she, and Lisa hears it, and she's like, she's gonna, she, like, kind of, like, clicks it into her, her long-term memory, and she's like, I'm gonna keep that one for future use. Oh, these guys are bad. They're nasty. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So, you like you said, they notice that she's trying to hide the scarf, and, and Yanif pretty quickly attempts to realize like oh you're you're hiding this guy he attempts to realize it he's like you're hiding this guy he comes to that conclusion pretty quickly right um and they try to grab her but she takes off she runs and she runs to the boat as macgyver is finishing the repairs and he gets the boat started mm-hmm. she throws herself into the boathouse and like jumps into the boat before macgyver can get away meanwhile knocking his swiss army knife I into the know, water i got sad <laughs> i know but at this point mac has like no choice but to take her with him right out into the out into the water uh-huh and he was like lisa tells macgyver out on the water like what she heard yanif saying like he's gonna go after the president right at the signing ceremony i just want to make a note like as we're leaving the boathouse i want to say how much that boathouse was like the boathouse in amityville horror oh i've never seen that movie oh really was it really yeah very much i've never yeah I I'm, and i'm talking about the one with ryan reynolds it was very i've never seen either of them creepy as shit i'm sorry he was a creepy guy so they get to the shore and they go to the Samadian headquarters. Sure. Um, which is where Pete is. But they just miss Pete. Uh-huh. Because Pete gets in the gondola and heads Pete, up. Well, Pete, yeah, Pete gets into a car. As, oh, that's right. As, as, so as, as Mac and Lisa are uh, arriving up, like they're running up. Um, and you can see Pete getting into a car, and there Mac and Lisa are hiding behind this whole stack of like dirt bikes, yeah, or motorcycles, which right. right there. And MacGyver tells Lisa, "All right, you go up, you find the Swiss police, nobody else, only talk to the Swiss police, exactly, and tell them what you saw and what you heard, right." And I'm leaving, and I got to catch up with Pete, right. Um, so MacGyver <laughs> steals a motorcycle. Yes, <laughs> of course he does. I wrote. Let's see. Like any time MacGyver gets on a on a, a motorbike or something, you know it's going to be good. Oh, absolutely. So he steals it and he heads off for the tram station. So I love this because Lisa finds a cop and tries to explain like there's a plot against the president. He's going to do this, and and the cop is like dismissing the story. And he's like, "Oh, is that what's happening? Really, what, what's uh, happening? Where'd you and, get that information?" And I love Lisa's girl. like, "Will you just shut up and listen to me?" <laughs> oh. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is great. <laughs> yeah, because she was complaining how adults don't listen to kids. Right. And, uh, yeah, she told him off. She's like, you shut up and you listen. You listen to me, you Mr. Man man Badge person. kind of what it was. And so yeah. we don't hear the explanation, but we assume that she has told this police officer about the plot to assassinate the president. Right. So we cut back to Yanif and one of his aides, and the aide has placed a bomb on the underside of the gondola and set it for seven minutes. Seven minutes. I'm like, but what if they all got off the tram before the bomb goes off? Well, let's, <laughs> let's, say, that the, let's say the trip is 15 minutes, so right. halfway. So halfway up. So he sets the bomb for seven minutes and he triggers it and gets the thing going. And then we see Pete, President Habad, and Walker get into the gondola and they start moving up towards the um, 
Asmerian headquarters. <laughs> yes, they do. And MacGyver arrives just late enough, but he does. He is able to see. I don't know how far away he was, yeah. but he sees the bomb yeah. fastened to the bottom of the gondola. Yes. So we cut to commercial, and we come back, and MacGyver's just like bombing through the woods, and he heads for one of the support towers, mm-hmm. the tram support towers. Yeah. And he with with his stomach wound because it hasn't actually been treated. Right. Has he, it? No, he just put some uh, first aid kit gauze and stuff on it from the nurse's office. A little neosporin. Yeah, a little neosporin. Yeah, yeah. Heals any heals any bullet wound. Right. He pour. Know what he know what he has. He has a little vial of uh, of holy grail water from the previous like in the beginning, <laughs> yes! and he pours it on there like Indiana Jones and his father. It's the red dust. Right. The he, red is the he red. Just, is, he rubs that red dust right into it. <laughs> the hashish. <laughs> <laughs> he he just he, yeah he just goes he gets high. <laughs> it's just like he thinks he's flying over the next scene. Where MacGyver's just like floating, trying to think he's he's floating down off the support tower and just plummeting <laughs> to the ground. So all this time MacGyver's like getting no, never mind. I can go up. I can just okay. never mind. So as he goes up the support tower, we cut back to Lisa and she arrives with the police and she gets on the horn with Pete via the radio i think she's at the samadhi and headquarters at the bottom yeah right and so she gets on the horn with pete and she's like listen yana like he's part of this and they're pretty sure they're gonna they're gonna kill the president you mean you mean yanush yeah it's it's yanush why am i covered with goo i love that movie Wow, Yanush. Yanush. Okay. Um. Anyway, so she's like, "Listen, Yanif is involved in this plot to kill the president, and so the police actually take him into custody, like right there on the spot. After mm-hmm. after she she plants she she um she lets Pete know. Uh, and I don't remember at this point if they've let him know about the bomb yet. Have they? Did I she, don't know. Yes, I don't think I th- she does. She know about the bomb. She does. Okay, she does. So because they run up to the the tramway operator control tower at yep. the base of the mountain, yep. and try to get in touch with the 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 gondola. Oh right, and she's yelling. It's like tell him there's a there's a bomb up there. You got to stop it. You got to stop it. That's right. Okay. And uh, yeah, so Pete is ever there with the police and everything, and they stop the tramway. They stop it. Right. They stop it, David. They stop it. And so MacGyver's abdominal wound at this point must be minimal because he's jumping around like a fucking monkey all over the <laughs> support know. towers trying to get onto the gondola. Yeah. Oh, oh, so before they stop it, so MacGyver climbs up to the top of the support tower as the gondola is approaching closer and closer and closer. Yeah. And he jumps onto the roof of it. Right. <laughs> which is amazing. It was great. And it looked like some, he really did it. I think it was real. It had, I think it was real. I think he's. I think he did his own stunts pretty lo- pretty close to the end of the series. Yeah. It looked really good. So um, President Chabad's men are getting ready to shoot him, but Pete convinces the president, like, listen, Mac isn't a killer. He didn't do this. I promise you. He's not a killer. Pete, yeah, he's not a killer. You can't do this. Like, Pete, what's, <laughs> oh, what's with the accent, Pete? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's MacGyver. Uh, it's MacGyver. He needs me. I'm trying to save his life. I keep thinking, I keep, like, shifting into, um, um, Never mind. Snagglepuss. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah. Oh, it's MacGyver. Uh. It's MacGyver. And so he convinces Habad eventually, and Habad's like tells his men to put down their guns, and they stop the gondola as MacGyver has dropped on top of it. And they've only got a couple of... I, I don't remember what the clock says, but it's less than 20 seconds. 
It's a, I think it's a minute or so. Is it when a MacGyver minute? lands on the gondola, he's like, we got less than a minute. That thing's going to blow up. So he takes a knife from the uh, the tram operator, mm-hmm. and he- What kind of knife is it? It's a Swiss Army knife. That's right. It gets, really, gets really She excited. starts to explain it. She's like, it's got a lot of, it's got a lot of blades. That's he's right. like, oh, I'm familiar with this. Yeah, I know this. So he uses the rope, and he- I don't know where he gets the rope, but he ties. They pull, so every every tram, every gondola has an emergency rope. Oh well, then there you go, David. I was not aware of that. She pulls it out of the emergency bucket. So he ties himself off to the gondola and drops beneath it, and he's like swinging back and forth. And so he's trying to get up enough momentum. And basically, what he's doing is because he has too little time to disarm the bomb, uh-huh. he's trying to use the knife to slice the tape to drop the bomb. So it's just like down to the woods below there. So he's like swinging and he's like swinging the knife, and he keeps getting himself closer. And he takes a couple more swipes at it, and it's just enough that he swings at it with like three seconds to go. Yeah. And he takes one last swipe, and he knocks the bomb off the gondola. The gondola goes down, or the the gondola goes down. <laughs> he swiped the wrong rope, and he cut the gondola. He cuts his own cord. <laughs> and so the bomb goes down and detonates in the woods below. Mm-hmm. And I love the green screen explosion. Oh, it's very, <laughs> it was, it very was a cheesy. Great explosion. But I have to say, I'll give them credit because every time there's a timer, like I've, I've mentioned in previous episodes, I'll count as well. And it was dead on. Were they dead it on? Actually, as it's like five, four, three, and it actually blew up on one or zero. You're much better with doing that. I was, I was curious to know that, but I'm glad to, I'm glad to see they at least keep that continuity. Mm-hmm. And so the, the bomb detonates safely below, and we cut to commercial, and we come back, and MacGyver is meeting up with Lisa, who is having lunch with her parents, Aww. who are now back together. Well, or at least aren't yelling at They're each not other. yelling at each other. So she goes on this whole rigmarole about how her parents like listened to what she said, and um, they've decided they're not going to get the divorce, and we close out with this, with this lovely little moment. I kind of lifted a few principles from you and Mr. Thornton's peace proposal. Yeah, I like what? Well, for starters, everybody's got a right to have a place they can call home, right? And the right to live there peacefully, without fighting, right? Right. So I told them I wanted to live back at home, the three of us, on a trial basis. What'd they say to that? We're negotiating the fine points. They've agreed to a ceasefire. That's terrific. Good for you. There it is. Now... Explain to me, do we ever find out if the peace treaty was signed or if it dissolved because of the assassination attempt? Well, after they had Lisa proofread it, apparently, because she knew what was in it. Right. <laughs> I think I'm going to I'm going to be nice and say it probably went through. Okay. <laughs> or it's on an indefinite hold because of all the bullshit that happened. I was thinking it was either like maybe a preliminary peace treaty because of the assassination attempt. Right. I'm going to say <laughs> So in reality, it pr- nothing probably got signed. It was put on hold, probably indefinitely. Right, and that's kind of what I was thinking there too. But I was like, again, it's a nice wrapped up ending. And again, I, I, I did like this episode. I liked it a lot. Yeah, um, okay. I thought it was a really good episode, and I think it was helped immensely when MacGyver has a very good foil as like a sidekick or a partner. Okay, it tends to work better for me. And I'm not talking like a MacGyver and Jack or a MacGyver and Pete, because we know that those episodes are usually pretty solid. But when Mac has a really good sidekick, like Lisa, yes, I think it's really well done. And again, like the Mac and Penny episodes, those are just goofy and stupid. Right. But like, I thought... Because like, Lisa was someone at his level. Penny... He's just like babysitting her. Exactly. And he even says it. <laughs> Lisa was totally fine. The best other sidekick I liked, uh, female sidekick, was that girl where they made the battery, pow- the, 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 um, the cactus acid powered radio. 
Oh, the little that? from Ugly Duckling. Yes, Ugly the, Duckling. The little girl, the the mentor. Not the I mean, mentor. not little. I mean, she was like a college college student. student. But yeah, right. I thought she was um among. I think really the only other one that really rose yeah. to his and that level. Was season one, right? <laughs> it was way back. Right, when. like those characters, and it, which is I have to say, they're both they've both been women. So like, yeah, the female characters. If any of the characters can hit MacGyver's level, it's the female characters. Except for Nikki. Oh, God. <laughs> Who still has yet to be referenced. She just got transferred to, like, Phoenix Foundation, like, <laughs> Bulgaria division. <laughs> Where nothing happens. Yeah. Or Phoenix Foundation. Switzerland, with this just a completely neutral territory where nothing happens. Where nothing ever happens. <laughs> Phoenix Foundation above the Arctic Circle. She works a 24-hour day. So nobody's just... <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um. But yeah, no, I just thought Lisa, Lisa was a good foil. And I think that you get an actor with that much talent as 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 she was because you clearly see that she's still working but like you get an actor like that and you put her with the, with MacGyver she really held her own because at this point Richard Dean Anderson's been running the show for five seasons she yeah. comes in for one episode and she's holding her own right up against him right and I just thought it was really good and I, and I like that um and so that dynamic kind of held the whole episode together for me so I mm-hmm. I gave them one episode from MacGyver and Lisa. Yeah. I gave one mullet to Pete for once again wanting to save his best friend. Okay. Yes. <laughs> uh, I gave, even though you hated it, I liked the I liked the scene around the spark plug repair. <laughs> I, li- I know. I liked the repair. I liked the whole thing. Just thought like they could have done something else other than the car battery welding again. Right. So I gave that whole thing a mullet. And then I gave a half a mullet for the Phoenix Foundation bartering a peace treaty. <laughs> So I gave it a three and a half out of five. So a little That's pretty good. A little higher than the last episode. Um definitely the better of the two episodes that we watched this week. So yeah, I, I, I'm I'm happy with it. I'll agree with that. So I, I did pretty good too. So um I gave it one mullet for Matt getting shot because this is like he was he was so jacked up. He was so yeah, oh, yeah. Ugh. Oh, absolutely. Ugh. But then all of a sudden he was like back back to normal. Like yes. holy grail power. Like he did something. <laughs> um one mullet for Pete having to choose between MacGyver and inciting and making and, a peace treaty work. That oh, so like you could really see his con- confliction. Like Pete wanted to bail and help MacGyver. His, oh his so best bad. friend. So Ma- badly. Pete's best friend MacGyver. <laughs> He's my best friend. And then I a mullet for Lisa because I thought like like I was saying like she was a great, um, a great uh, a sounding board for a guy. Yeah, she could hold up to him absolutely, um, which was great. Um, so yeah, there I I could maybe get give it a point five for Pete and MacGyver writing a freaking peace treaty. It's just the ridiculousness of thinking of that. Like these two, I don't want to say they're nobodies because they're clearly high up in the Phoenix Foundation, but I'm right. like. What the fuck? Really? Like, what do they do? This is international shit. Like, why are you in the middle of this peace treaty? Exactly. This is presidential bullshit. Like, you don't put two government, pro- like, secret government employees, because clearly the Phoenix Foundation is, like, a secret corporation. I guess. Maybe. No, because they have the Phoenix Foundation Western Division with a big sign in the middle of wherever That's that- true. In the That's last true. episode. Oh, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I still don't know what they do. I don't either. So where'd you end up? Three or three and a half? <sighs> what should I do, David? Should I give him points for Follow brokering a peace deal? Follow your heart, Greg. Or your fart. <laughs> what are you following? Say, stick stick with your original grade. I'm sticking with three. You're going to stick with a three? Yeah. All right. Uh, again, I thought it was good, and I'm, I'm, I'm pleased 
with the uh, the choice of actor, and I just thought it was uh, overall uh, a well done episode. Um, do you want to know what's coming up in the next episode? Oh, do I? You ready for this? <laughs> I next, know I don't know if I'm ready for next this. Next episode is season five, episode five, second chance in Bangkok. MacGyver's friend is surprised with news that he fathered an illegitimate son. It's not Dalton. And now the kid is involved with a gang of thieves who have stolen a dialysis machine needed for a dying girl. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) So Mac has to steal a dialysis machine for a girl who gets dialysis treatments. So you know know what? What? I mean... Maybe I maybe dialysis machines are hard to come by in Thailand at this time or in this particular area. Yeah, maybe. Perhaps they could go to a hospital. I don't know. If I it's the we'll... Phoenix Foundation, if MacGyver's helping and the Phoenix Foundation is involved, I would assume the Phoenix Foundation can get another dialysis machine. Well, they're going to cut through all the red tape. Oh, right. They cut through <laughs> the red tape. You know, work work around all the red tape to get the dialysis machine. Why take the, why, why take the logical route and go to the hospital for dialysis? Let's steal it back. <laughs> yeah, right. Sure. <laughs> Whatever. Um, so, yeah. So, that's, uh, that's going to wrap it up for, uh, for this episode. If you uh, if you liked what you heard, uh, reach out to us and let us know on Facebook, Champa and Klein Blow Your Mind. On Twitter, Blow Your Mind 14. Uh, Instagram, at Champa Klein. You can email us at lettusblowyourmind at gmail.com. You can also find us on our website, uh, www.champacline.com, where you can find not only uh, the Mullets and Memories episodes, but also the archived episodes of our flagship show, Champ and Klein Blow Your Mind, as well as our 24-hour podcast, The 1440. So go ahead and check those out and uh, leave us a note. Uh, leave us a message. Just let us know uh, how we're doing, uh, positive or negative. We'd be happy to happy to hear all of it. So for mullets and memories this week i am your host dave champa i'm your other host greg klein have a fantastic week guys well then maybe it's time for a smoke